Hey, visionaries, this is Cuff. And this is Mo. This episode is brought to you by Farmers Insurance, the Robert Garcia Agency. If you are looking for the best insurance and customer service, make sure you pick up the phone and dial 972-645-1844 for Farmers Insurance, the Robert Garcia Agency. Whether it's home, life, business insurance, Robert Garcia and his staff are the best at protecting you and your family long term. Once again, that's Farmers Insurance, the Robert Garcia Agency. The phone number is 972-645-1844, and the website is farmersagent.com slash rgarcia. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Jasmine Dubos, the owner of Body by Jazz and Luminescent Naturals, and you guys are listening to the Vision Lab Podcast with Cuff and Mo. Welcome back to the Vision Lab podcast in partnership with Nexum Creative. I'm Ryan Cuffey, alongside my co-host, Mr. Ryan Mosley. On today's episode, we're in for a special treat. You're going to get to learn about health and wellness and fitness, entrepreneurship, and how to start a business as a millennial. Yo, Mo, who we have on the show today? Cuff, today's guest is a native of Atlanta, Georgia. She is a graduate of Clark Atlanta University. She is the owner of Body by Jazz Personal Training and the skincare line Luminescent Naturals. Please welcome Jasmine DuBose to the Vision Lab podcast. Hey, guys. How are we doing? Good morning. How are we doing? Doing great. How are you? I am grateful, grateful. So glad to, first of all, see you. I know, right? It's oh been a while. Gosh. Yes. So, Seven years. Wow. You're, you're dating. A long time. She's yes, dating me. I know. Um, so I, I actually, this is funny, um, Jasmine is one of my sweethearts like one of my babies when i was coaching uh at lamar high school in arlington texas uh shout out to the vikings oh yeah and uh just you talk about an awesome kid i mean never did anything wrong uh, you'll, you'll hear throughout the podcast she's very soft-spoken but has a you know a, a bit of ferocity and, and a spirit about herself um you know whether it be in basketball and track and field uh she was absolute beast whatever she put her mind to um i tell you one of the things that that sticks out to me when we're uh coaching and running track um at a at a a meet she runs the she ran everything first and foremost (laughs) what'd you do the four by one four by by two two, four by by four four, open open four four, open one two long jump everything everything (laughs) i mean she was literally the the jack of all trades but there was one time in particular to meet where uh the girls were running a four by four she was the anchor and mm-hmm. when i talked to you about it was cold oh, yes. uh because typically you know track <laughs> season starts here in texas for whatever reason i don't know why but we started in february um and it's super cold and the girls have been out and uh, hadn't hadn't been out on the track or run in quite a bit of time. Of course, you try to do you know your warm ups thirty right. minutes before your but that's event. That's the last race, but it's of the last the, one. The meet, and, yeah. and because it is the last one, it's gotten colder as the three it's hour nighttime. yeah as yeah. a three hour yeah. track meet goes on. And so, uh, I watched Jasmine run this anchor with so much heart and so much like passion and, and come back and and take the whole thing for for the for the uh for the win and that was early on in the season i think that may have been her junior year but that's kind of the person that that you know that she is and it's been a real treat to to watch you and absolutely one of my favorite kids that i uh that, that i coached and was a part of you know your life and everything <laughs> like that so it's been Thank it's you. a real treat to have you here on the show thanks for having me yeah absolutely so <laughs> uh since since lamar what have you been up to since Lamar, I um, went to Clark Atlanta University, the illustrious Clark Atlanta University in Atlanta, Georgia. So I was there for 
four and a half years, graduated, you know, tried adulting and getting used to that still um, and being an entrepreneur. Yeah. And so one of the reasons why I wanted to have her on the show, because a lot of times, and I think all of our visionaries can attest that we've got older people that have typically, you know, been guests on the podcast that have experience, but I really wanted to reach out to a different demographic and talk to younger visionaries that, you know, are, are, have just graduated or have been out in the workforce for a couple of years and really are trying to find their footing. And uh, came across what Jasmine's doing. She is in immaculate shape. Um, she's got a probably a 12 pack at this <laughs> point. Um, her work ethic, again, is, is impeccable. But I reached out to Jasmine and said, hey, you know, would you be interested in being on the show? And she's like, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I just wanted, I wanted her to kind of talk to and address you know, the millennials um, and, and what that's like to to start off as an entrepreneur. And so can you talk to us about Body Body by Jazz? What is that? Yeah, so Body by Jazz is um, my very first business I started. It is um, personal training. So that's what we offer in-person personal training online, whether it's virtual or just the online plan, um, meal plans. So basically it's Health and fitness, just one stop shop. Yeah, helping helping people be the best version of themselves. I love that. And what what gave you the idea um, to take that leap of faith to to start your own, you know, fitness um, fitness business? Um. Well, after Lamar, and thanks for that walk down memory lane. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, I love Lamar. It was great. But after Lamar, I did not continue with team sports. I did not play any sports at Clark Atlanta. I didn't want to just because I did it since I was six years old. Right. And I wanted to just kind of relax a little bit. Not that I was going to stop working out. It's just as a team um, thing, I didn't want to continue. Um, but with that being said, my dorm, my freshman year was right across from our stadium in our track. So I would just go over there and run all the time. So I'll be working out and that's all through my matriculation at Clark Atlanta. I'll be at the track, I'll be running or on the bleachers or doing some type of workout, <laughs> some type of workout um, at the track and people would see me and they'd be like, can you help me work out? I mean, can you help me? And the track coach would be like, you need to run for us. You know, I'm like, I'm okay, but um, I would be out there all the time, and people started to notice me, and they were asking me for help, and that's when I just, it came to my head, like, people want my help, and people need help getting in shape, you know, and getting healthy, um, so I started to help a few friends free of charge while I was still in school, but then I knew that I wanted to turn it into a business, and, you know, I have a passion for health and fitness. I always have. So why not make that into your business and make money from it? I mean, help people. That's the main goal, though, helping people. So when did you develop a passion for health and fitness or health and wellness? Um, Was it before your Clark Atlanta experience? or? I, I mean, like I said, since I was six, I always was an athlete. But the health aspect didn't really come into play until my later years in college, basically. So just being fit, well, yeah, that kind of influences people. 
but I think the passion really came um, maybe like in junior year of college where I started to really get into health more, which was watching what I ate and helping other people, you know, get in shape and, and do that same thing. So I think my passion really came into play there. And that's where I kind of got the idea, like, you could turn this into a business and, and a successful business. What made you pay attention to the health part? Um, well, I, I always wanted to, okay, I've had abs since I was like you in probably, elementary school. You probably school. were born with abs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you can always be better. And I always wanted to make my body look how I want it to look, basically. So even more in shape or more, um, like you can see everything better, I would say. Um, and I knew it, it was the food. So in college, you know, it's easy to gain weight. I didn't gain any weight, but I knew I was just not eating good. Right. So McDonald's and Subway. Well, no, see, that's the thing. I don't, I don't do fast food, really. I stopped fast food, like, in high school. But you were on the ramen noodle pizza. diet. No, 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 not the ramen noodle. Pizza a lot though. Okay. Lots of pizza. You know, whatever's in the calf. Or I would order food, whatever. But was it healthy? I don't think many college students eat healthy anyway. But um, something just told me, you know, do better with your eating. So I did. Um, it wasn't until my senior year when I started to eliminate certain foods out of my diet that I knew were holding me back from having the the best physique that I could have or that I really wanted to have. And so what type of foods did you look to eliminate? Um, I started slowly, for sure. Um, first, I eliminated red meat. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> I took that out. It's tough. It, it, you know, it's a mindset, though. It is. It, it is. is. I mean, like, you can really live without all the stuff that you eat. So I started with eliminate red meat, red meat, and then I cut out poultry, so chicken, turkey, um, and then I was eating seafood for a while, so I was a pescatarian. Um, but I watched What the Health. Yeah, mm, I watched Netflix. that. So that was about two years ago, and I watched that, and. Um, I just was like, no more meat at all, like no seafood, no eggs, no dairy. Now, and what the health, was that the one where they documented what's happening? I can't remember what Carolina, was it like a South Carolina or North Carolina? Mm-hmm, it showed and, that, yeah. Yeah, and it was, um, what animal was that? What, was it pigs? It's possibly pigs or chickens. I believe it was pigs or chickens. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and they talked about how it was coming downstream. It's the and, and, messing up the water yeah. and... The pesticides they're spraying is making, and it's like a black community. Yeah, it's making everyone sick, giving them cancer. Right. So yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a very impactful mm-hmm. uh, documentary for sure. So I can definitely see how that, you know, influenced some of the decisions. Uh, and I think that's obviously you know the point of documentaries like that. Oh yeah. Um. So you you became essentially vegan. Yes, I am vegan for two years now, and it's great. I mean. I noticed a change right away, honestly. And when I talk about my physique, um, I mean, I just saw even a little bit of fat just go away. So how does one transition from, and you talked about this earlier, mm-hmm. doing it over time. Yeah. But how, how does one 
transition from getting off of a fast food diet or eating unhealthy um, into a much more disciplined, regimented, you know, eating and dietary intake? So, I mean, definitely, I would say it's a mindset. I mean, you have to know that you can do better and you should do better um, and you can do it. Start off slowly if you don't want to just quit cold turkey, you know, just cut out certain things um, little at a time, but find replacements that are healthier. So that'll make it easier, you know, like instead of ordering Domino's pizza, look at how to make your own pizza with healthier ingredients, you know, that don't use dairy cheese because we do that all the time. We just make our own pizza. So, I mean, finding replacements can be um, a good way to really get it started because, there are replacements for everything. There's egg replacements. There's cheese. That's Mom, not. You hear that? Well, no. The thing about it, so she's talking about like my wife is like a borderline vegan or whatnot. Okay. So I'm familiar with like cashew cheese yeah. and things and like that, that too, coconut yeah. flour. And mm-hmm. although I slap my pancakes with regular flour, you're just not gonna be able to convince me otherwise. This is what it is. But that's another conversation. And you know, Cuffy and I have talked about some of this. Like, I, I quit. Yeah, yeah. I I quit it. Well. I don't like eggs, period, whatever. Um, I don't like pasta, and I quit red meat at 17. So, like, when okay. you said that, like, my, my light bulb went off or whatnot. Awesome. Um, I have an uncle who's a physical uh, personal trainer, if you will, as well. And um, I remember one day we were sitting down at the table, and he just kind of just told me about the dangers of red meat, if you will, mm-hmm. and scared me off of it. And I was, like, 17 years old, and I literally <laughs> can't tell you the last time I had a steak, can't tell you the last time I ate a hamburger. Right. And it's probably to the point now, if I was to eat red meat, I'd probably get sick. Oh, yeah, you would. I, I would get it. sick, too, yeah. Your body will reject it. Mm-hmm. But what about the uh, the egg replacement? Would you be willing to try something like that? I, I mean, I, I would have I'm, to see what it is. I am determined <laughs> to. Get I would have you to see. To my daughter egg. loves eggs. That's the crazy part about it. My daughter loves I eggs. I love eggs too. Yeah. So you don't you only eat egg replacements? You know, I've tried it, and I don't really do the replacements much, anyways. But I've tried it, and it's pretty good. Okay. It's called just egg. So. Okay, so we're talking about transitioning mm-hmm. um, from into a more healthier uh, lifestyle and mm-hmm. eating better. Um, and so you do it over time. Yeah. If, if you if you're not able to to do it immediately, obviously it starts with your mindset, and that's mm-hmm. what the Vision Lab podcast is really all about. It's teaching and talking about mindset and how to, you know, become better versions of ourselves. And mm-hmm. so uh, at this point, you know, you you you're, you've started to eat better. Um, you're running at track on the track at uh, Clark Atlanta University. Um, did you look at initially trying to help people after you started, um, you know, running on the track and meeting these people? I know that you said you weren't charging folks, but you. I guess what I'm asking is, did you look at the community as a whole in Atlanta? Because there's a lot of you know blacks in Atlanta, and we're not known to eat very healthy right. in those parts of the world. You know, good old Southern cooking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but did you say, look, there's a need? for this in our community? Um, it didn't hit me right away. It took me a while um, while I was still in college at Clark Atlanta. I guess I was just thinking about the students, basically, okay. who you know approached me or asked me to help them. So it wasn't until after you know I graduated when I started Body by Jazz, then I was like, Atlanta is a great place to really do this at because it's our black community. It's our people, and like you said, you know, we don't really have a a good or great great habits when it comes to what we eat or being active. So, 
after I started Body by Jazz, I really, really focused in on um, helping, helping our people, really. Trying to influence people at least to get active or to eat a little bit healthier at least, you know. What have been some of the challenges that you've experienced when when starting your uh, your business, Body by Jazz? Um, I would say the the first year, um, kind of was just a lot of giving discounts. I would say. I mean, it didn't take a lot of money to start it out. You know, you just want to purchase your LLC, so it's you know legally a business and it's your business, but. Other than that, just doing some marketing, mainly social media, I would say getting getting clients, though, like really trying to get myself out there a little more. That was a little tough for me. Um, but once I, you know, started to connect with people and word of mouth goes around, then it gets better. But definitely um, it takes a little time. And then also, you know, being a millennial or, or being anyone, anyone in business, um, sometimes, you know, you think certain people will support you, but they don't. And then you just have to keep it going, though. Look to other people because a lot of strangers really support a lot. Yeah, so for sure. So that's what I, I kind of found out. Speaking of support, we, we got to say a big shout out to um, our sponsor, uh, Edwina and Miss Lisa over at Blowing Smoke Cigar Lounge. Absolutely. That's 215 West Camp Wisdom Road in Duncanville, Texas. Uh, that is Blowing Smoke Cigar Lounge. That's blowing this I-N. There's no G on the end of that. Uh, if you're looking for poetry, live music, uh, just a great time overall, uh, make sure you go to Blowing Smoke Cigar Lounge in Duncanville, Texas. It's a great selection of sticks for all you cigar smokers out there. Make sure you walk in the door ask to speak to Edwina or Lisa. So, we're talking about leveraging social media. Obviously, as a millennial, this is a big thing. And I think that you can really speak to our visionaries that, that may be younger on how they can leverage social media. And what are some of the things that they can do to, you know, if they're looking to start their own business? Um, well, yeah, definitely social media is a huge part of um, our lives right now. Um, if you are not using social media or the internet at all, when it comes to your business or making money, then you got you're a little behind to be to be honest i mean um that's like the biggest tool to use so i would say it's good to already kind of have your platform so like me with body by jazz i just use my personal instagram page for that i didn't create a, a separate page just because i already had like a bunch of fitness stuff on my personal page and you know people just know me for that so um, building up your audience, though, would be a great thing. Yeah, how do you do that? Um, a, a big thing I would say to do is follow big accounts or big, you know, celebrities or whoever in your niche or in your profession, in, in your field that you, you're wanting to start a business in. Um, follow them and look at who's following them as well. So maybe you follow those people and then everyone just starts following each other. That's how you kind of start to build up a little more audience with it and then create the content that you really want to put out there. The hashtags as well, that's going to help people find you too. And then you get more and more followers. So so did you ever find yourself commenting on other uh, fitness trainers or people that are in fitness to help kind of cross pollinate and build your own following? 
Um, I wouldn't say I, I don't really comment um, too much on people's stuff, but I do um, make sure that like certain pages, just like like black fitness pages, stuff, stuff like that. Um, I make sure that I tag them so they can repost me and then other people see the picture on their page and then they come and follow me and stuff like that. So like they post fitness pictures. Now with the pictures, because obviously we're, we're mostly talking about Instagram. I'm assuming that's the, the platform that you use the most of. Yes, right? I okay. do use Instagram the most. Okay. And by the way, real quickly for all of our visionaries that are listening, uh, how can they follow you? What's your social media handles? So on Instagram, uh, I am Jasmine Dubose. So that's J-A-S-M-I-N-E-D-U-B-O-S-E. So that's my Instagram. So that's where you can find, that's my personal page, as well as all my Body by Jazz stuff is on there. And then my other business, Luminescent Naturals, you can follow that. It's L-U-M-I-N-E-S-C-E-N-T Naturals with an S on the end. So that's my Instagram pages on Facebook. They're the same, Jasmine Dubos and Luminescent Naturals. And my website, jasminedubos.com, that's where you'll find Body by Jazz, as well as luminescentnaturals.com. What's been the most difficult part of getting both, both Luminescence and Body by Jazz off the ground? Um, the most difficult part, um, I would say, just starting it up, sometimes finding the funds for it or um, getting the name out there, having that support, basically. I mean, Luminescent Naturals kind of, um, kind of, we just kind of did it out of the blue. So it took a little, a little while, but what we did learn, um, we kind of got a little mentorship for it. So what we learned to do was kind of before we even launch it, get people ready for it. So like post, this is gonna be launching soon. This is what we have. Yeah, build their appetite up a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So it's not just like, here, we're here, we're launched, we're ready, let's, you know, buy some of our stuff, but build it up for them. And that's thing, that was a big help for us, honestly. So with with social media, and we're we're starting to learn this as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Since we are speaking to a younger demographic, how important is it to have good quality pictures? And then do you, did you go out and buy a, a high tech camera? Or like, how did you, how did you, you know, get quality pictures? I was gonna say, there's a certain, certain aspect of this, you had to invest in yourself. Right, oh yeah, definitely. You have to invest in yourself and your business. I mean, you can't start a business with no money. There has to be some money. It doesn't have to be a lot, but um, quality pictures are very important, of course, because for one, if your pictures are blurry, I mean, who's going to really want to look at that? I mean, if your pictures are great, they, they edit it pretty well, you know, the lighting's good, the color's good. It catches people eye, people's eye, you know. They're going to want to see, well, what does she really have going on or what are, what are they selling? You know, I, I took photography at Clark Atlanta, so I had a camera from then. Perfect. Um, so I use that to take pictures of our products for luminescent naturals. Um, but for me, for like my body by jazz stuff, either I use my phone or I get a photographer to take pictures of me. But yeah, you have to invest in that. Definitely. Yeah. And you, you got to make sure that the product 
can can speak for itself once it's exactly. been highlighted. Oh yeah. So I mean, you, you brought in your, your tripod here. Mm -hmm. uh, we're gonna use that here in a little bit, but you know, you've invested a lot into making sure that the quality of your content mm -hmm. is good. And so I think that's really the lesson that uh, that folks need to know. And it doesn't obviously we're talking to millennials, but it goes for anyone that's looking yeah. to start their own business or just promote their content. You just said the magic word content, right? <laughs> so you strike this is the first time we met. Uh -huh. You strike me as somebody who is, while at the same time you are definitely about your business and, and making sure that you put the best foot forward. Mm -hmm. I feel like is it do you struggle a little bit when it comes to putting pictures out of your actual work when it comes to body by jazz and making sure that okay, I am a personal trainer and therefore I need to make sure that my body looks a certain way. Mm -hmm. do you, is there a balance that you 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 battle? When it comes to making sure that the pictures are just the right way so where people mm -hmm. don't get the wrong idea in regards to what you might be promoting yeah um definitely do struggle a little bit with posting the content for body by jazz in general um i would have to say that i have to work on posting it more to be honest i mean i think when you when you're running your business and in you're influencing people from social media, you have to be like, um, you have to post very often. And that's something I've struggled with, to be honest. Um, I would like to post more pictures of my physique in general, but you know, it's times where I don't wanna take pictures of my body. So I think that is a struggle. Um, there's a certain way to take it. Cause I think sometimes the line between just being physically fit and showing off. sexual with it or showing off or what have you. Sometimes women in the fitness industry, it's a, it's a, social it's a, it's media, a thin line to, to, to navigate it. It's sexualized, yeah. to be honest. And I'm not, you know, really like into the sexualization of it, but certain types of pictures and taking them more often feeling like my body looks the way I want it to look in order to take a picture to post it is like kind of a struggle to be honest. Yeah. It's a fine line. It's, it's a balancing act. Yeah. Yeah. You walk on a tightrope. Oh yeah, for sure. When it comes to, you, you mentioned earlier, uh, food, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If I was to get a meal plan from you yes. or let me back up. Mm -hmm. If I was to be, to, to, to go the whole vegan route or go cold turkey and, and, and just start down that road, what would be the first thing that you would tell me advice wise, whether I'm, you know, your actual client or somebody that you just happen to meet at? Who, who would you, what, 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 what direction would you give them in regards to starting off? Um, starting off, don't be too hard on yourself because you may make a mistake. You may slip up and that's okay. Just get back on track. Um, but I would say that look, more towards whole foods, plant-based, rather than finding too many replacements or, you know, not all vegan food is healthy. It's not, you know, of course. Say that again. Not all vegan food is healthy. That's just the truth, you know, capitalism and all these companies are catching on. A lot of people are ditching meat and they're ditching dairy, but we gotta get in on this. But of course they're gonna put other stuff in there that's not really good for you. So read the ingredients. That's like half of our shopping, grocery shopping. We just look at the ingredients. Probably takes you three hours of <laughs> We have to read all the ingredients because a lot of you know products, and we try to stay away from the processed stuff, but a lot of the products will slip in a little milk 
or you know for no apparent reason but it's there so you gotta just just be cautious i would say reading the ingredients on food nowadays is like trying to find a needle in a haystack or reading the fine print <laughs> on a contract exactly you need to open up your own farm exactly oh, essentially yeah <laughs> that's the way we're going and people who can the people who can farm their own their own products and resources those people are going to be the ones who are really going to win another 15 20 years oh yeah yeah definitely well look we're going to take a quick break we'll be back more with body by jazz here on the vision lab podcast we'll cuff them up Hey, everybody, it's Mo from the Vision Lab podcast. Make sure you are here in DFW Memorial Day weekend for Big Smoke Dallas 2020. It's being put on by the good folks of Dallas Leaf LLC. Uh, It's going to be a great event. Ron, Taz, David, Sheree, uh, Teresa, the whole entire crew there at Dallas Leaf is going to put on a great event. Again, the name of the event is going to be Big Smoke Dallas 2020. You can get all the information on Instagram either at Dallas Leaf LLC or at Big Smoke Dallas 2020. Now back to more of our conversation with Jasmine DuBose. So, Jazz, you, you've talked about being a vegan and, and what that's like. Um, I'm curious, are there any drawbacks to being a vegan or living that vegan lifestyle? Um, well, yeah, I would say there are some drawbacks. Um, one is it, it can be easy to become deficient in certain um, minerals or what have you, like zinc or um, calcium, iron. B12, that's a big one. Um, So you'll have to compensate by taking supplements, basically, Um, because some stuff like B12, you don't really find that in plants, really. So you have to take that. Like That's something that's very important for your energy, your your mood, your brain function. So you just kind of got to make up for it with supplements. I know I was going to say iron had to be one, too, because I think of people who eat red meat and iron and red meat go together or whatnot. So uh, mm-hmm. what do you do to supplement your iron? Um, there are certain herbs I take. Um, two main ones are sea moss and bladder whack, um, and they, they have a lot of iron in them and zinc and different supplements that you need, and they, that comes from the sea, basically. Bladder. So bladder whack. Whack. Sea moss, that's a really big one. I don't know if y'all have heard of it, but... I've heard of sea moss. I've never heard of bladder whack. Well, I've heard yeah. of seaweed. <laughs> right. Which is good. Right, yeah. I eat seaweed too, but um, yeah, sea moss and bladder whack just have a lot of a lot of minerals for you. So that kind of makes up for it. But I do take zinc supplements and I take B12. So a drawback would be, you know, becoming deficient. So you got to keep an eye out for that. But also... Um, not being able to really eat at many restaurants. And, like, I mean. No, no. chips and queso here for you. Right. <laughs> so outside of the salad menu, you're stuck. Exactly. So that's why we don't really go to regular restaurants. Because, you know, what do you have? Some fries or something small that, why even pay for that? Right. So, you know, we don't do fast food. We don't do McDonald's. Even though, you know, they're catching on to the vegan, you know. Stuff. So they say. Yeah, but they're still going to cook it on the same grill with the other meat. So it's really not fit for a vegan, to be honest. But, you know, selective in restaurants. We just go to vegan spots, really. Do you eat a lot of carbs? Uh, at times. So, like, you know, because obviously you can eat uh, potatoes, mm-hmm. right? Um, for me and my body, carbs are not a great thing. Right, gotcha. uh, it tastes fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite carb? Uh, or let me rephrase it. Mm-hmm. When you decide to kind of go off the rails a little bit yeah. when you want to eat, mm-hmm. what do you like to indulge in? 
Oh, I indulge. Um, I like ice cream, but not dairy ice cream. Yeah. So it's made with almond milk. Um, I like. I have a sweet tooth, so I still eat sweets, but they're vegan sweets. Um, pizza. I make my own pizza, and I like fries. But basically, just eating out. If I really want to eat for real, then I'll go eat at a good vegan spot. Basically. How How often a day do you eat? Uh, or do you do like the intermittent fasting? Sometimes. Um, sometimes I do intermittent fasting, which my window will usually be from like noon to 8 p.m. So even so if you're I doing wake 16 up. 16 hours. No. That's eight. Eight hours. 16 for the, the fasting part. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, because yeah, when, um, when I get up, you know, now I get up kind of early. I don't really eat anything. I just drink water. Even if I go and work out, I'm still just drinking water. And then I'll maybe, you know, I'll do a smoothie that I make or, you know, fix something, some fruit or what have you, or just eat leftovers from the, the day before, what have you. But, yeah, I try to eat, you know, my three times a day. But Well, I know at one point there was a lot of folks, uh, studies have shown, you know, you want to eat like five to seven small meals, mm-hmm. you know, a day. Yeah. Um, Obviously, kinda... that's not practical for, for <laughs> everyone that's working. Right, right. Like yeah, so you you kind of want to basically how how it kind of should go. I mean, eat something for breakfast if you want. I mean, a smoothie a smoothie is fine for me for breakfast or a banana. You know, it doesn't have to be a big breakfast. Um, then a snack, and then your lunch, and then a snack, and then dinner. You know, so that way you're and keep you're the body eating, moving. Yeah, you're you're giving your your body that energy, that fuel it needs. When you're, when you're working with your clients, how are you? You do meal preps, right? Mm-hmm. Well, so, not meal prep, but meal plans. Meal plans. Mm-hmm. So, what does a what does a meal plan look like for Body by Jazz and and its clients? Um, so it's it's an online thing. So they'll have a, a PDF, and I I did before, you know, offer the meal plan where it's consists of meat and you know food that most people eat, but now I only offer a vegan plan. Because I don't want to promote um, eat, you know, animal products when, to be honest, it's, it's not healthy for you. So I want my clients to be the healthiest that they can be. And in my opinion, you have to transition to that vegan lifestyle because no, none of these diseases and stuff are found by eating plants, you know. Straight up plant-based diet. Exactly. Yeah. So... That's what I, I only offer the vegan meal plan, but I created it myself. It has that schedule that we just talked about, breakfast, snack, you know, stuff like that. And then it has either recipes that I do myself or that I've looked up and they're pretty easy for someone transitioning into it to choose from those recipes. And if you don't mind me asking, mm-hmm. uh, obviously they can go to the website. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more time, what's the website address? The website is jasminedubos.com. So just okay. my name, yes. And so uh, what does a typical meal plan look like in terms of cost? Oh, the meal plan is pretty you know, inexpensive, honestly. I mean, I, I pre-created it. So it, it's not like you order a meal plan and then I go in and put certain things that only you would want, you know. It's you got something to serve everybody, right? So I pre-created it, and it's only five dollars. Oh, just yeah. yeah, just pay it, and I just send it straight to your email. It's that quick, yeah. So I, I, let's do this. Um, I've known you obviously since high school, what have mm-hmm. you. Um, we're talking about 
you know, starting up your own business and, and uh, as an entrepreneur, learning and figuring things out. Yeah. Um, you were so soft-spoken and so quiet. I mean, she was there. Like, she, <laughs> Jazz was always there, but she was, like, you wouldn't know. It right. was just like, let's say there was five girls and it would really be like four because Jazz would never say <laughs> anything when yeah. she was in the room. Right. You would never know that she was in the room. Um, but you, you now come out of that show. Like, talk to me about that experience and why um, – why that or how that took place? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it took a little while for me to come out my show. Um, I've always been kind of shy, I would say, reserved, you know, around my group of friends. And yeah, you know, but other than that, I'm just quiet. Um, it wasn't until my sophomore year at Clark Atlanta when I just kind of decided, you know, let me get rid of this persona or, you know, something that I don't talk, you know, because I know I need to get out there a little bit more to make connections or, or what have you. Um, so I guess just a change in my appearance kind of gave me a little confidence boost to get out there more. So that's, I cut my hair off and now I, I keep it kind of short now. Kind but, of. <laughs> but now it's the shortest. But, you know, in high school, my hair was long. Yeah. So, you know, I decided, you know, I think the hair kind of was something I kind of hid behind for some reason. It was your mask. Yeah, it was just the hair and I'm you know, just there. But when I cut it off, there was nothing to hide behind. Mm. So I just, you know, I've struggled with acne for since I was like fourth grade, honestly. But once I cut my hair off, you know, I started a new regimen with my face and my face cleared up too. So that was a big confidence booster. And so I think those two things combined and me getting back to Clark Atlanta, you know, after the summer of my freshman year, I was just like a new person, to be honest. And I just was like, hey, let me turn it around, maybe more talkative, you know, interact more and connect with people. And since then, you know, it's just been like that. So, and Jasmine is, and Mo, you can see her. I mean, obviously uh, you're beautiful, Thank right? You. Um, you're in shape and all that good stuff. Um, you struggled with acne. Was that kind of the beginning of like this concept of creating an all natural skincare wellness line? Yeah, that was that was a big part of it, to be honest. Um, you know, basically, as a vegan, you know, we're we're cautious of what we put into our body, but I think everyone needs to be cautious of what you put onto your body as well, like what you put on your skin, because a lot of you know sickness can stem from the deodorant has the aluminum in it, or the lotion has this, these different chemicals in there. So we wanted to just you know take a more natural approach to it. So you know, we do the body butters, you know, that's a nice natural moisturizer for your skin. I mean, soaps, all natural soaps, because soaps have a lot of stuff in it too. You know, basically just being aware of what you put onto your body. Um, and then I use my own face wash and everything too that I make. So that helps out as well. How did you learn, I guess, the science behind mixing certain compounds together to come up with your own soap or mm -hmm. your you know, own um, creams? Well, research, you know, and that's with 
any business, you want to do some research, of course. Um, I've been following natural product pages for a long time now and trying their stuff, you know, see what I like. And, you know, eventually I was like, well, let me just make my own, you know, um, researching what you should use, what, what oils uh, won't clog your pores or, you know, what oils mix with different things, you know just research basically in trial and error because it, it took a little while for some of our stuff to get where it is now, basically. So, yeah. So when you were like, you want to create a soap, right? Mm-hmm. Lavender or mm-hmm. vanilla or whatever. Yeah. Like how do you, are you actually at your house putting all the ingredients together? Like mm-hmm. what does that look like? Yeah. Um, yeah. We're at our apartment mixing everything up. I mean, it can get a little messy, but Soap, soap is a little um, tricky because it takes a long time. Not the actual making of it, but you have to use lye, which is a mm. chemical. You have to use lye. Um, but once it mixes with the oils, then it's not hazardous anymore. Like it doesn't have any effect on you. Like it's not a chemical really Lye is what you put on on dead people. Lye is, yeah. Lye, yeah. Can be, lye yeah. is used for a lot of <laughs> yeah. stuff. Exactly. It's, it's, and it's yeah. funny you mentioned, like, all I can think about now is, like, going into, like, your place and feeling like I'm in a scene from, like, Breaking Bad or I something like that. that. I was no. just uh, Is there, like, a chemistry lab in your in your house somewhere? No, sometimes, basically. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, we, we do it all in the kitchen, basically. We mix it up, different stuff. Um, but, yeah, like, the soap, even if after you make it, it takes like three to four weeks for it to be ready to use. So you haven't taken a bath in a month. No. <laughs> Still got a babe, yeah. definitely. And so uh, the 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 creams. Mm-hmm. How many different uh, creams do you have in your in luminescent naturals? Um, so our body butter is like one of our most popular things. Um, that's based with shea butter and you know mix a few oils into that so that's the body butter and then we have um we have scrubs to exfoliate and we have uh face moisturizer which is aloe vera based which is pretty good um i think that's most of the creams right there yeah do you have plans to scale the business um you know in in 2020 oh yeah definitely um working on wholesale because, you know, we just had our first wholesale customer and they, you know. Congratulations. Thank you. Making, you know, big orders so they can sell our products that we make, but under their name, which is pretty cool, you know. Um, But yeah, we want to get into like wholesale markets as well as get onto shelves at stores. So... Have you looked at going into uh, farmer's markets and things like that? Yeah, so in Atlanta, there's a a great place called Sevenanda. It's a it's an all natural market, and you know they have their natural foods. They have their kitchen that they make hot food, but they also have produce there, and you know different natural foods. Um, but they also have a section where you have your herbs, your um, essential oils, and your skincare products. And so I've shopped there many times, and that's where I want to start with getting into there. And then move up, you know, get into Walmart and Target and all that stuff. Big box retailers. Oh, yeah, definitely. Make sure I phrase this right so I don't confuse the or, or mess the flow of this because we're, <laughs> we're, we're in a great groove right now, right? <laughs> when you first started all this, mm-hmm. what was your initial vision? And I'm going to backdoor that with how have things changed now you've gotten to this point. 
Okay, so when I first started, Body by Jazz or Luminescent Natural? Both. Both? Okay. Um, you know, I would say I didn't think too much about it when I first started Body by Jazz. I just knew that I wanted to be a personal trainer and I wanted to have my own business because being, you know, working a nine to five, I've tried it and it is, to be honest, it's just not for me. It's not for everybody. So, you understand. Know, I mean, it's necessary sometimes, you know, to build your money up, but all I knew is I wanted to own my own business and that's all I wanted to do. So, you know, I didn't think too far ahead. I just wanted to create it and to have it as something that's my own. Um, but then it grew and I'm thankful that it grew. Um, so now I wanted to just keep growing basically. Um, Luminescent Naturals, like I said, we just kind of started that out the blue over this past summer. Um, and we didn't know, you know, how it would do to be honest, but we kind of made out a plan for it and it's been going pretty well so far. And like we just said, we're, we're wanting to um, expand it and make it grow. So what advice would you give uh, millennials? Mm-hmm. I want you to, to, you got the mic, you know, yeah. tell them what advice, would, what advice you have for them. Um, well, my advice definitely would be um, to just go for it. Honestly. I mean, just do it like Nike. Like if you have an idea or a passion or, you know, anything like that, why not turn it into a business? You know, why not help people or, you know, make money from it? What have you, whatever your goal is, don't keep your ideas to yourself. Like put them out there in the world because you never know where it could lead you or what other mind it can spark to create something else. Um, but yeah, Take advantage of opportunities that come your way because opportunities are, you know, everywhere, honestly. But you have to have an open mind and, you know, that mindset to actually see the opportunity. Um, You know, there's so many different ways to make money, but you just have to open your mind to be able to see that. Um, But, yeah, my, my biggest advice would just be to start that business or write that book, you know. Start the podcast, um, audition for that role, what have you, you know, do it, just do it. If if it's something that you're thinking about, why not make it, you know, into something that's a reality? I mean, I heard um, someone said, I think E.T., Eric Thomas. Mm -hmm. The hip hop preacher. The one and only. Shout out to E.T. He said the, the graveyard is the wealthiest place on the earth. Because so many people absolutely just keep their ideas to themselves, but if they would have just put them out there, then you know they could be they could have been rich or well, who knows what the, who knows right, what the world who knows would look like. because but they just they they decided they were more comfortable just being normal or being you know complacent what have you. But if you just take the chance, you know, just go for it, just do it. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, for all you cigar smokers there in the area, uh, once again, thank you for listening to another episode of the Vision Lab podcast. Uh, when you go to your local cigar house here in DFW, make sure you ask for a stick by definition cigars. The good guys, as we call them, Chad, Jamal, Jerwin, Jamond, uh, and Neo, um, they produce an awesome stick every single time. It's a great experience. Make sure you ask for a definition cigar. 
whether it's the prolific, the nobility, the loyalty, look for that blue ribbon, that silver ribbon, or that yellow ribbon on there. Definition Cigars, the website is definitioncigars.com. Back to our conversation with Jasmine DuBose. So I wanted to ask you this. We kind of talked offline. You've got some personal goals mm -hmm. uh, that you want to do or, or see come to fruition yeah. later this year. You want to talk about that? Yeah, definitely. Um, before I, I mention what, what that goal is or what a few are, um, Steve Harvey actually challenged people to um, write down 300 affirmations, you know, for the new year or your life, you know, in the future, what have you. Um, so I started that yesterday. And what we talked about, I put on there for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a challenge that you guys should look up. Definitely. Well, what's interesting is that uh, last year in 2019, mm -hmm. I told uh, Mo about this. Okay. I wrote my 300 out. Yeah. It, it got down to the wire. I yeah. got it done on the very last day, the 300th one. Um, but he talks about looking at that every single day. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter. And real quick, uh, visionaries that are listening, a challenge, like Jasmine said, is to write down 300 things. It doesn't matter if this is something that you uh, want to do you know, this year in 2020 mm -hmm. or if it's something that you want to do over your lifetime. Right. It's, it's your goals, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Uh, you know, if you want to, I don't care, um, learn how to ride a bicycle, right? Yeah. Put it down. Mm -hmm. If you want to scale a mountain, put mm -hmm. it down. Uh, anything and everything. So if you listen to this podcast, whatever season uh, of the year it is, it doesn't, whatever month it is, it doesn't matter. I challenge you to, to write 300 goals down. You're going to get to about 75 or hundred and it's going to cause you to expand your mindset and really think of things that are outrageous and crazy. Mm -hmm. um, and then once you do that, guys, read that every single day, read it in the morning when you wake up, read it uh, at lunchtime. Mm -hmm. It takes five minutes, right? Oh, yeah. And then read it right before you go to bed. But the more and more you read it, the more and more you, you familiarize yourself with expanding your mind mm -hmm. and, and what you can do and how limitless it, your, your mind is. So yeah. it's crazy that you said that because yeah. I told Mo on the way over here uh, about that. But um, back to back to you, mm -hmm. uh, your goal yeah, or um, one of your goals. So, yeah, I, I wrote it down and you start to visualize it. But one of my goals, you know, um, stemming from Body by Jazz is to be a fitness model. So, you know. I really kind of always wanted to model for Nike. You know, Nike's my fave sports brand, but um, I want to be a fitness bro. You know, <laughs> sometimes you switch it up. <laughs> sometimes you switch it up. But, um, yeah, I want to be a fitness model, you know, no matter what company is for or if it's just even just for an agency or getting into magazines and what have you. I definitely want to show off my physique more. That's that's definitely a goal of mine I want to accomplish in 2020. I love that. I think you're going to do it too. Thank you. Do you do you write your affirmations now? I do now. Okay. You know, that's something I recently started, you know, whether it's just making a plan, um, like a 90-day plan. I did that in October for, you know, the remainder of 2019. And then... Um, now with the Steve Harvey challenge, I've been writing the, those things out. And um, I didn't watch, you know, when he said that, but my girlfriend, Christian, told me about it. She's been doing it. And so the way she said to word it was, um, I am thankful that I'm a fitness model now. 
or yeah. I'm a fitness model by June of 2020, you know, say that, say like, like it's already happened. Yeah. So you can really visualize that and be grateful for it. It's, it exemplifies gratitude mm -hmm. in present tense. Yeah. And when you're writing these affirmations out, I mean, I've, I've been told that before as well. That's something that I do. Um, you, you don't write it in past tense or future tense, right? right? You okay. write it as it's something like, hey, I am, or excuse me, you don't write it in, in future tense. Like, uh, you know, I, I, I want to do X, Y, and Z. You want to mm -hmm. you want to say it as, a, as if it's happening right now. Right. And yeah. obviously put the gratitude in there I am thankful for. Yeah. So uh, before we land this plan, I just want to say again, thank you. It's been so much fun. First of all, <laughs> seeing you again. Yes. Super proud of you. Thank um, you. I, you never... Uh, there's never any doubt in my mind that you're going to be successful. I appreciate um, so it. So thank you for being on the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. So we, we asked uh, all of our guests on the show two questions. Uh, before we do that, one more time, your social media handles mm -hmm. for the visionaries that are still listening. Okay, yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. My personal and um, Body by Jazz Instagram is... Jasmine Dubose. So that's my name, J-A-S-M-I-N-E-D-U-B-O-S-E. And also Body by Jazz website is jasminedubose.com. And then Luminescent Naturals, my um, Instagram, as well as Facebook and website is Luminescent Naturals. So L-U-M-I-N-E-S-C-E-N-T Naturals with an S on the end. So here we go. You ready? I'm ready. It's you at a round table, mm -hmm. and there are five other people. Who are those five other people you want at your table? Um, five other people. You know, I would say my parents, my mom and my dad. I would say Barack and Michelle Obama. And then I, would, I think I would say um, Tyler Perry, just because... Just because um, Tyler Perry, you know, he's created a lot of opportunities for our people. And uh, I think it's important for him to share that knowledge as well. And then Barack and Michelle Obama, just because, um, you know, they, they represent hope for our people as well. So, like, showing that you can do it, you can be whatever you dream to be. I think that would be important to kind of get their insight from them. And then my parents, of course, because they, they're the reason I'm here. Love that. All right. Final question of the podcast. Um, what advice would you, would you give yourself from five years ago? Five years ago, um, 2015, I would say make a plan because I think around there I was just going with the flow, but Make a plan for sure. Um, I think that'll help out a lot for sure. Okay. Now let's fast forward the clock. You're approaching 30. Mm -hmm. um, 2025. What advice would your older self be giving yourself today? 2025, yeah. I'll be around 30. Um, my older self, looking back, I would say... Um, don't be afraid, like I mentioned, to take take opportunities, even if it's something you're not familiar with or you don't know if you'll do good at it. Just go for it. Love that. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen. Well, first of all, Jasmine, thank yes. you. It's been, a, it's, been a, it's been a pleasure meeting you for <laughs> the first time. Thank you. Same. 
Ladies and gentlemen, the voice you've been listening to is Jasmine DeBose. My name is Ryan Mosley. He's Ryan Cuffey. You've listened to another episode of the Vision Lab podcast, and we'll see you next week. Peace. See ya.